This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is At The Turn. It's time for discussion and interviews about the world of golf you won't hear anywhere else. Here are your hosts, Nick Heidelberger and Joe Simons. Hello, hello. Welcome into another episode of At The Turn. Nick is charming the in-laws in Connecticut, but joining me to talk all things golf fashion is Greg Montefort, known to his legion of followers on IG as Golf Threads Blog. Greg, thanks for taking some time, man. Thanks for having me, Joe. Good to be back. Before we get into it, I do want to remind all of you to please rate and review At The Turn. It really does help out the show. If you're looking at your podcast app right now, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, they all got them. Hit that five stars. If you don't have time or you're not interested in leaving a review, that's fine too. Just please hit the five stars. It really helps out the show. Okay, Greg, we're going to start with something non-fashion related. Uh, It was announced a couple (laughs) days ago that Tiger is going to play with Charlie in the PNC. So starting with this weekend coming up, Tiger's going to play golf on TV for three consecutive weekends in December. So I got to ask you, on a scale of John Deere Classic to the Masters, where are you in terms of excitement to watch Tiger over the holidays? Yeah, more than the John Deere, maybe less than the Masters. But I don't know where that levels out. Is that like, uh, I don't know, the Farmers at Torrey Pines, maybe? That's a good Uh, one. Maybe like the Farmers Memorial kind of level. Memorial level, yeah. Uh, An elevated event, I guess, is what it's called next year. It's the new nomenclature, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's my excitement level. And yeah, uh, I mean, Charlie Nick and I were talking about it. Too. Like, yeah, like, are you gonna are you gonna carve out some time? Like, are you gonna actually like, all right, Tiger's playing on TV. I got to make some plans <laughs> to actually see how he's doing. Or are you okay to just check it on social media afterwards? I'll probably be more in the record area and uh, watch later. I think with everything going on and during the holiday season, it will. Uh, it's must see TV, but it might be must see TV for me between like eight PM and eleven PM. Yeah, once everyone's calmed down, you can enjoy yeah. it with a glass of wine instead of the frenzy of like exactly. the six hours of daylight that we have this time of year. Yeah, yeah, a nice bourbon and tiger. Yeah, you're all set. 
What a way to cap off the night. Um, so, Greg, today is Cyber Monday. I've heard a lot of consumer analysts saying there isn't much in the way of real deals compared to years past, kind of just because of the state of the world's economy. Are you seeing that in golf, too, or are there deals to be had out there today? I feel like there's deals everywhere, and they started a while ago. I mean, like, I think, you know, for example, like Jones had like 40% a few weeks ago. I think, you know, they're doing something similar, you know, this past weekend. And today, I just feel like every whatever your favorite golf brand is probably has some sort of deal going on today. So go out and check it out. I mean, I think Grayson, you know, over Thanksgiving was doing 35% off and 30% on different pieces kind of leading up to it. So, I I mean, maybe it's just that Cyber Monday, Black Friday started early this year. So like, are you going to get better deals than you did, you know, even a couple weeks ago? Not sure, but it just seems like everybody has some deals going on right now. So it's a good time to like stock up too. Like, Buy yourself a present too. Like, don't wait for something under the tree. Like, stock up on some polos or some hoodies, you know, some nice uh, inflated vests or something. So, yeah, I think they're out there. Go get them. It's always a crapshoot, isn't it? When you want golf stuff for Christmas, but it's that thing that you know very specifically what you want and you don't want to over instruct the person who's getting you the gift. It's always, it's always kind of a gamble. Where do you go off on that? Do you always buy yourself the best stuff or have you trained those around you to get you good stuff? Uh, well-trained. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm like very specific on things. Uh, also like my wife and my daughter have good fashion sense as well. So uh, they, they will certainly veto some things uh, on the list every now and then, but uh they're also awesome just going out on their own. Like they know the brands that I like and that I wear on the course and, and things like that. So, uh, yeah, they, uh, I, I guess I don't have too much of that issue, but, uh, I, I do think like if you're, if you're really specific about what you like to wear, whether it's clothes or shoes, like you got to be specific with people, especially, you know, colors, so many colors and patterns out there these days, like, you know, just putting like golf polo on your, uh, list probably is it's a little iffy what you're gonna get there right (laughs) well i'm curious what was the last thing that the ladies in your life vetoed oh uh like we were uh they they veto colors a lot so uh like like we were out uh doing some black friday shopping uh the other day and uh yeah it picked up uh, a couple things like i've been trying to get away from like the grays and the navies and the blacks right try to work some other colors in and yeah i got got a no on a, a couple couple colors there but, yeah i i definitely have a few yeah no that's it, it, it's very important because sometimes i go off on my lonesome and i see oh 50 off and the mirror in the golf shop looks really good and then i wash it i hang it in the closet and then i pull it out and i'm like I can never pull this off. This is this is not a Joe shirt. I can't do this. So it's it's very important to have loved ones around you who will give you honest opinions about the fashion you try to experience. Yeah, you need some like vibe checks on like the impulse buys and, and things like that. Yeah, certainly. Um, so very specifically, golf shoes and boots. Now it's getting to be winter time for folks that golf year round, like I do in Oregon and it's, you know, 42 and rainy. I'm probably not going out today, but when you catch a stray day, that's dry in December, January, you got to have the right equipment on your feet. And I saw you make a post 
a couple months ago about some winter golf boots. And what I loved about them is the height of the boot, which is always to me the biggest issue, right? Because all right, I'm I'm waterproof, but in Oregon, you take a step and sometimes, oh no, that's a puddle and now my ankle is soaked. So can you talk to me kind of like the boot versus the shoe and some brands you're into right now? Yeah, so Duca de Cosma, I think, is the the brand that you were talking about in those yep. boots. Uh, we had actually played in a tournament with a guy a couple months ago. It was like sunny in 85, and like he was wearing those boots. Like he said, he just loved them. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. I would save them for like a rainy day, but you know, he liked them. I, I think, you know, for some people, it like gives a little extra support in ankles and, and things like that. But I mean, yeah, I, I think depending on your climate and, you know, you being up in Oregon and maybe some folks, you know, Midwest and East Coast, you know, places like that, or, you know, if you can kind of sneak in that odd winter round in January, February, maybe when the snow has thawed off a little bit, you catch a warm weekend, probably going to need something more than like the, you know, your regular golf shoes, right? So, and more of a boot is definitely going to, keep it dry and i know what you're talking about like being here in the bay area too like you get you know get a week of rain and you walk through a puddle and yeah your shoes are waterproof but all of a sudden that, that water's gone right over top of your shoe and now you're dealing with a cold wet sock uh for the rest of your your 18 holes so I, I think it's a cool thing and you know if again if it's one of those things where you can kind of extend the golf season because of a piece of equipment or, you know, you can get out on that day where maybe you wouldn't have gone out if you didn't have that piece of equipment. Hey, it's worth, it's worth the money, right? To us golfers. It, it really is. And you make a great point because before I really invested in a winter shoe and it probably took me a lot longer than it should have being a Portland, Oregon native, I was always sort of trepidatious because it's like, all right, well, I've got my summer shoe and I know it's going to be muddy and I'm going to have to clean it like immediately afterwards or it's going to be a mess. But I have like a solid pair of Echo Gore-Tex shoes that I roll with, but because they're low tops, it it, it, it is still a bit of a, of a gamble out there. So are there any other brands doing the boot like that? Like, can I find a basic FootJoy boot? Is it, is it pretty common now? I don't know if FootJoy has one. I know Nike came out mm. with one that, you know, it has more of a sneaker look to it, maybe than those Dakota Cosmos that, uh, you know, look kind of more, you know, like, you know, a, a boot that you might wear with a pair of jeans or just, you know, on the street with, you know, nice pants or something like that. But yeah. Little European, uh, those boots too. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So I think you got to like match up the right pants for those uh, yep. as well. Kind of more of a European type of pant uh, with those. Uh, but yeah, Nike has kind of a golf boot as well. Kind of more sneaker type of look. Uh, I believe it has like a zipper on it. So uh, fully Gore-Tex zips up. And uh, yeah, it's going to kind of give you that same protection uh, from those puddles that, that you're walking through. That's nice because, you know, I like to have it both ways. The Echo's great, but then, you know, sometimes if it's one of those tweener days where I'm probably playing it a little conservative and want to wear the winter shoe, well, then by the turn, my feet are really hot and now I got to make the decision. Do I switch? What do I do? I, I imagine the zipper with Nike probably offers the best of, bo- the best of both worlds. Yeah, so I think you can unzip them and just kind of roll that way. You know, if, it, if it dries out, if it gets a little bit warmer, get a little bit more breathability uh, into the shoe there. But yeah, if it's hardcore, if it's if it's raining, if you're walking through some slush and things like that on the course, then yeah, that's, that's definitely the way to go. Like 
Echoes are awesome. Like, and they're they're one of my go-to shoes. And the waterproofing on them is amazing. But yeah, if you if the water gets over top of those, then kind of that's where you're in trouble. Or even if it's raining, you know, just make sure that your rain pants are long enough so that they're covering the top of your shoes uh, as well. I mean, I always advocate being pretty tapered in your pants, but I think rain pants is one time where you want to make sure that they're they're covering the top of your shoes there. Let it flow a little bit at the ankle with the rain pants. Let it yeah, flow. Like that. Let it flow. Yep. <laughs> so is Echo is Echo your favorite shoe right now? That that to me, ever since I switched, I, I don't know that I can go back. I mean, I have a pair of Jordans that I can, they're all white. I can wear them probably like three weeks out of the year up here. And and that's basically it. Otherwise, I'm, I'm Echo. I love what they do. They're reliable. I can kind of beat them up a little bit and they still look good. Is that your number one? Yeah, like it's tough. Like there's so many people making good shoes. Like for me to like, you know, to use superlatives and like say, yeah. this is the best or like, this is my favorite. Like, I really like Echoes and what they've done with the Biome line in the last couple of years. Uh, you know, I, I think maybe, you know, looking back, you know, some of the knock on, ne- on Echo was, yeah, they're great, but they're not like the most stylish shoes, but they've really kind of improved the style. I'd say the last four or five years, I think more of that kind of sneaker style fits into kind of their sweet spot as well and uh yeah i mean they, they just make a great shoe and i think with the option of having like a boa closure on them as well is is really great uh i mean i think i've been really leaning into the foot choice uh recently at least the last couple of years and the premiere series uh for those i don't know why it just kind of fits my style a little bit better where kind of like more of the classic look with you know, the wingtip style with like the Tarlows or, you know, the Packards have kind of that updated, uh, you know, saddle style as well. I think Footjoy has just done like an awesome job with their collabs the last couple of years too. I mean, uh, you know, doing, they've done a couple of collabs with uh, Todd Snyder, uh, you know, a little bit more of a fashion look to it. And the Bichemis that they did for the Players Championship. Uh, they did a collab with Garrett Light uh, earlier uh this year as well so I and mean, they've really ramped it up kind of on the you know limited edition uh collaboration kind of getting more into like like fashion uh as well so. that's important because i remember foot joys when i was in high school and uh fashion was not their number one concern back then so it's cool that they're getting these limited editions a little more style a little more flavor into what they're doing yeah i'd say they're not your grandfather's foot joys anymore right <laughs> That'll be the pull quote from the podcast. I like that. Um, Greg, you published a holiday gift guide, which I highly recommend yeah. the listeners check out for inspiration. Awesome. It's Thank on you. your website. Um, mm-hmm. What are some up and coming or under the radar brands that you're into right now? Maybe not, maybe not the big ones, but some some ones that are floating around that if someone you know comes up with and for the golfer in their life that this is a really kind of unique and special gift they could get. Yeah, no, and uh, you know, it was a combination of like me and Michael, who's our tour editor. We kind of put together our holiday uh, list every year. I know one brand that he's really liking right now is uh, Roback, and uh, uh, a bit of a new brand, uh, you know, to the landscape. But like, they've really figured it out. I mean, it's just just a great brand. It's you know, easy to wear, kind of laid back, casual. I think every time I end um, on the course, like I see somebody wearing, you know, their shirts or their pullovers and everyone I talk to is like, Oh, these are amazing. The most comfortable like shirt or, or pullover that I've ever worn. So, I mean, that's, that's certainly one brand uh, to check out. Uh, I think, you know, speaking of like kind of more on the European fashion, like Shervo 
uh, is, uh, you know, a brand out there, you know, very kind of European, kind of, you know, ski inspired is seen a little bit with, uh, you know, their, their winter collection, some of their sweaters there as well. Uh, you know, a favorite for me is always Holderness and Born. And, uh, you know, not, not a huge tour presence, but, you know, I, I think if, you know, you're, you're a golf fan and you're into golf fashion and on Instagram, like you've, you've probably, you're probably following Holderness and Born. But to me, like, absolutely the best fitting tops and polos in the game and like i'm a total stickler for how something fits uh you know i think they do something really unique in that they're small and their medium sizes are tailored a little bit more like through the body where they're large and the extra large are a little bit more generous uh mm. through the body so for you know smaller guys you know you still get that really nice tailored fit uh you know if you want something that's cut a little bit more generous then you have that option and the larges and the extra larges so i've always found that to be kind of a unique approach that they take i'm not sure why more brands kind of don't take that approach uh either but uh yeah those are those are a few to check out that's that's really interesting when when you talk about the cut of a shirt because it's almost gotten to the point where I'm a smaller guy and I'm a little bit wider. So, you know, in, in Adidas, I'm a medium in Nike. I'm an extra large. It's kind of all over the map. So I have found that Travis Matthew for like a, you know, sort of an upper middle class brand has the best fit kind of in the middle. I'm like a normal large in those. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it is yep. so important to have like almost more so than like the color or style, the fit of it is is the most important thing, right? Because if it, if if it has a tailored look to it, you're going to look good no matter what color it is, for the most part. Yeah, and also say like, hey, if any listeners out there or you know families of listeners have any questions about how something fits before you buy it online, just reach out to us. Hit us up on Instagram, you know, DM us. Like we've probably tried. You know, I'm not going to say we've tried every brand out there, but we've probably worn like ninety percent of them so you know we can give you kind of a good breakdown of how we think it fits for the fit true to size or you know should you size down or you know is it more of you know some of the european brands run a little bit small for us uh here in the u.s uh as well but yeah another brand that i'm really digging right now is eastside golf and uh it may not be like a mainstream stream brand for a lot of folks out there but you know these just a couple guys that like bootstrap this brand together and like you know, they've done awesome collabs just in uh, a few years. I mean, they did stuff with Grayson a couple of years ago. And if you've been following along, you know, they've been like, they've been doing collabs with Jordan as well. And uh, wow. they just came out with their own, you know, Jordan collab on, on some uh, sneakers and, and golf shoes and things like that. So certainly a brand to check out, especially if you kind of like more of kind of a hip hop uh, inspiration and, uh the really cool thing is like a lot of their a lot of their stuff just really translates nicely from the course uh onto the street you know hoodies and you know crew neck sweatshirts and you know kind of you know some dad style hats and, and stuff like that so definitely a brand to check out if you want something a little bit you know different uh than you know maybe what you're going to see at the, the country club and you know the, the muni and things like that so, yeah I'm glad you said dad style hats because I always have to do my check in with you when we talk, Greg. Where, where are we on the fitted versus dad? Is it is it is it leaning one way or the other, or is it still kind of the golden rule of whatever you're comfortable with? I think what 
I think just with golf fashion these days, it's like whatever, you know. Um, and uh, a, a big trend right now is just like anti-golf wear. Like golf wear is trying not to be golf wear right now. And uh, you know, you, you have you know, uh, you know, a brand like Eastside who you know is kind of really kind of you know blurring the lines between like the course and the streets and, you know, clubbing and stuff like that. And, you know, you have, you know, other brands like Malbon who, you know, you know, blended a little bit of like that kind of street, streetwear, kind of skatewear uh, type of look uh, with golfwear as well. You got uh, you know, a little brand like Metal Wood Studio who's doing like some really cool, like retro's 90s types of looks and stuff like that. So it's like, it just feels like everything goes in golf fashion right now. And I can see that just by the look on your face. I know for the listeners, they obviously can't see you, but it's interesting as like a golf fashion guy, you seem thrilled by this. You seem really excited that it's, it's not only more inclusive, but the rules are out the window. Oh yeah. It's so, so much more inclusive than like, I remember like growing up, um, you know, it was like, Nope, you have to wear your polo shirt and you have to wear your khakis. And you know, like you're saying before, you have to wear your foot joy saddle shoes. Right. Now it's like, whatever your style is, like, it's cool. It works on the course. And, you know, there's a brand for you. I remember when I first started golf threads, like 10 years ago, I think the big thing that I heard from like new companies coming in, new brands was, Hey, I couldn't really find golf wear that like fit my personal style. And like, that's not the case anymore. Like, Hey, if you want to wear Jordans on the course, cool. You have that opportunity. If you want to wear hoodies on the course, awesome. You have that opportunity. If you know, you want to go a little bit more, you know, with the skate wear and you know, stuff like that, there's a place for that. And you know what? There's still a place for like really traditional country club looks or tour looks uh, as well, which, you know, for me, it's fun because I, I like it all. So it's fun for me to like be able to switch up my style on one weekend. It's like, yeah, I'm wearing the foot joys and, you know, more of a tour country club look. And the next week, you know, throwing on hoodies and, uh, you know, putting on, you know, wearing kind of the echoes and wearing joggers and things like that and head into the course. And it's great. Also with my daughter starting to play now, like I, I know when she first started playing, it was like, why do I have to wear like this? And, you know, so you know, now there's that opportunity, as you said, it's just more inclusive and you know, it's not a barrier for people to get involved in golf anymore, with, you know, wearing, some, wearing things that they don't want to wear. Well, that's got to be such an interesting position to have your daughter beginning into the game now, because I know when I was rocking the Clackamas High School polo to social studies class sophomore year, it didn't look very good. I didn't feel cool. And now golf has sort of become cool. Because of the fashion, it's a big aspect of it. Yeah, I mean, Tiger started making golf cool, right? And yep. that, that was a big step. Right? I mean, when I was in high school, you didn't tell anyone you were on the golf team, no. right? So. They made us wear those shirts, Greg. Believe me, it was not a choice. I was not trying to get a date to the prom rocking my high school golf shirt. <laughs> I would tell people I played all the other sports, and I conveniently would leave golf out, right? But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... And I think, look, Ricky had a big influence mm. on that too. Like, you know, whether you like Ricky style or not, like I, I always thought that he was really good for the game because kids gravitated to him. And, you know, 
a kid gets involved in golf because, you know, they like what Ricky was wearing, you know, that's awesome. And that's actually like my, my daughter's favorite player. You know, I think she was watching golf with me when she was like three and she was like, who's the orange guy. I was like, it's Ricky Fowler. She's like, I, I, I like Ricky Fowler. I'm like, okay. So like kids he, love Ricky. He yeah. was always the most popular. <laughs> a- absolutely. So like he's done a lot to grow the game with kids with fashion. And, you know, now and if, you know, maybe you're a kid getting involved now, or even if you're, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever your age is, and you have, uh, during this golf boom in the pandemic and post pandemic, there's something that you can wear and something that, you know, you're going to gravitate towards. And again, you know, there's not that barrier to entry with golf anymore that you have to dress like your grandfather to play. I will say it's, it's so funny you say that because, um, my mom found one of her dad's, my grandfather's old sweaters has the Ben Hogan tour logo on it. And it's probably the coolest sweater I've ever seen. And it's sort of the juxtaposition of that with a pair of joggers and kind of updating some old style with some of the new trends. And that's what I love about the new stuff too, is the ability to put a fun spin on it. Yeah. And probably that. That shirt's probably what from like the eighties or nineties, so yep. it's probably vintage retro, and we're right in the sweet spot of like that retro area again. So I don't know. I think you should kind of break it out and uh, rock it on the course next time. Oh yeah. Oh oh, it's gonna happen. Um, I I want to ask because obviously casual isn't a trend. This is this is just what golf has become. I mean. The hoodies, the clothing, everyone is geared toward casual being an accepted way of enjoying golf, kind of the athleisure side of things as well. Mm-hmm. Is any company going for the gap in the market, going the complete opposite direction and trying to take things in a more formal way? Not like necessarily country club, but more of like even past that, maybe like retro to like, you know, back in the 20s doing sort of the Bobby Jones, Walter Hagen, Gene Sarrison thing, and not like as a Halloween costume or as like a goof, but as like an actual traditional way of paying homage to the yesteryear of golf. Yeah, that's tough. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head. It just seems like even like even the more traditional brands uh, out there, like your Footjoys, your Peter Millars have certainly like gravitated more towards kind of that athletic style and Look, everybody has four-way stretch and shirts and pants right. these days, and everybody's working hoodies into their line if they didn't have them already, and you know, puffer jackets and insulated vests and, and things like that. And now there was a brand, and I'm gonna forget the name, so I'm gonna have to look it up and probably get back to you. I don't know that they exist anymore, but uh, mm. probably maybe eight, nine years ago that they were uh, doing kind of more of like the shirt and tie. Uh, type of look and uh i I wore it a couple times it was kind of cool like to kind of dress up and and head to the course and something that was you know more from you know back in the day way back in the day (laughs) well bobby jones era yeah perhaps they don't exist anymore may may be an answer to my question i'm just wondering if 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 that's a gap that anyone's interested in and honestly I can see why they wouldn't be, but it almost seems like that's kind of how this would work, right? Is if everyone's going one direction and really leaning into the athleisure, maybe someone goes the complete opposite end and there's an opportunity there. Zig when everybody else zags, right? Yeah. uh, Yeah. You know, one thing that I am seeing kind of come back a little bit, I'm interested to see what happens with this, you know, next year in 2023 
starting to see more plaids come back. Uh, oh. Starting to see more argyles come back, but oh. being done in like more modern uh, ways. So uh, I don't know if you remember like Victor Hovland at the Open Championship uh, was wearing some, you know, kind of like deconstructed, very art, uh, modern argyles from Bay Lindeberg and. Like they, back in like the, you know, 2000s, early 2000s, you know, Jesper was wearing like those deconstructed Argyles and like he was the first to like break out the plaid pants and things like that. So kind of interesting to see. I'd really like to see like those more traditional golf patterns come back now, but done in like some really modern ways. I'm waiting to see like what brands or if any brands, you know, the next year to kind of go that direction, but also bring in, you know, like, you know, modern fabrics as well and doing a really contemporary way. It's so funny to hear you say Jay Lindbergh in early 2000s because I used to be a, a big weirdo and get up super early and watch Euro golf when I was in high school. And I just loved Jay Lindbergh. I thought it was the coolest brand ever. And when my folks, when my folks would ask me what I wanted for Christmas, I would say Jay Lindbergh, and then they look at the prices and say, we're not going to get you this for Christmas. I can get you five of these down at Mervyn's for the same price as one Jay Lindbergh. We're not doing that. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was definitely on the luxury end of the spectrum uh, back in the day, I remember. But uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't know. Give me one rather than five. So That was my uh, thought too. Give me one beautiful one instead of five I'm going to begrudgingly put on. Yeah, I totally get it. Um, so I'm curious, you know, a lot of the brands you've mentioned obviously are the cream of the crop, you know, Grace and Footjoy. They're, they're, they're high, high end brands. Mm -hmm. Is there anything sort of in that middle lower tier in terms of a price point that you're really liking these days? Yeah, I got two for you. So, uh, a brand called Swanies. Uh, so, uh, actually worn on tour by David Lingmurth. Speaking of Jay Lindbergh, he used to wear... Uh, Jay Lindbergh back in the day and Swedish guy, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I just saw him, um, you know, wearing Swannies the other day, uh, on tour. So I think they're really kind of, uh, reaching out to their targets, really like the Gen Z, um, demographic, uh, millennial, uh, graphic, you know, really again, not creating a barrier of entry for people to get into golf with a high price point for golf apparel, right? But also apparel that, you know, you can go, you know, grab a drink with friends afterwards, hit the bar, hit out to a uh, you know, backyard barbecue or something like that. It doesn't look like you just came from the golf course either. So uh, I, I want to say their polos are kind of in that 60, $65 range as opposed yeah. to, you know, the higher end where, you know, Hey, a higher end, it's like tough to get a, you know, polo for, you know, they're a hundred plus these days, you know, yeah. 85 is probably like your, your midpoint out there these days. Uh, and the company Devereaux uh, kind of also plays in that price point also does some kind of different patterns and prints, uh, you know, kind of more modern and, you know, not the types of things that you necessarily would you know relate with, with golf. They've done some, you know, kind of soccer Jersey looking polos and, things like that over the past couple of years. And again, kind of right in that price point, you know, if you do want, you know, some, you know, more traditional polo, uh, that's available uh, from them as well. Uh, but, you know, really good guys behind uh, that brand as well. I've, I've, I've known them for about 10 years. And it's interesting, they kind of started the Devro brand about the same time I was starting Golf Threads. So 
uh, it's, uh, yeah, known, known them for a while, good guys. And uh, if, you want a, if you want a brand to kind of get behind them, that's a good one. That's fun. That's great. So yeah. we've all been there, Greg. You know, it's, we'll go back to that scene. You know, you got Tiger on in the background. You got a glass of bourbon in your hand. Maybe it's 10 p.m. You're scrolling IG. You're doing a couple screens. And you come across a shirt. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is this is wonderful. Do you have a, a a rule of thumb about how to properly vet a brand so you don't get burned by just the random IG thing? You spend 125 bucks for it, it comes to your house, it's two sizes, too small. Like, what's a good way to vet these brands? Uh hit us up on uh IG. We'll tell I you. I love it. <laughs> that personal touch. Yeah, again, like we've probably worn most of them or like we've talked to people there. So, I mean, I, I think the biggest area where people get thrown off is fit. And like you were talking about before, like I'm an XL in one brand, but I'm a medium in another. And I even find like within brands, it's it's difficult as mm-hmm. well. Like, you know, I sometimes like, oh, well, I'm a small in a polo here. And then I'll go get like a small for like a pullover. And it's like, oh, wait, this is way too small. Like I need a yeah. large in a pullover. It's the same brand, but, and, and it's, they're both tops. Like, why is there like a two size discrepancy here? So that's the toughest thing. It's really the toughest thing with like online shopping, you know, uh, just trying to be able to like find the right fit for you. But, you know, a lot of places have free shipping, free returns these days. So order a couple sizes that you think might work. I do that sometimes, um, you mm. know, trying both and, you know, I'll, I'll send one of them back. So, you know, it's not the right fit. It's a good tip. I love I, I love you advising the at turn people to, to reach out if you have any questions. It's very generous of you. No, that's what we're here for. I mean, that's why one of the reasons why I started Golf Reds and you know, even having Michael come on board as our you know tour editor. Like, we love people to you know reach out and ask us questions and you know, uh, what do you think about this brand or how does this fit? Uh, you know, is, is how's the fabric on this? Like, those are things that you really can't get through like an IG post or like right. online shopping, right? So yeah, reach out. Let us know what, what questions you have. Okay, well, I have a few more questions for you. Despite objections from the women in our life, Nick is becoming a bucket hat guy. I'm leaning into visors. Can you give us some advice on how to do bucket hats in visors the right way? Maybe what to pair them with? Is it just our general demeanor? How should we how should we take this challenge on? You have to own it. I mean, you you have you have to wear it with confidence. I love it. Uh, I mean, it looks like you got the hair for a visor, so that I've been working on it. One, right? So I can't, I can't wear a visor. Like my top of my head will be red by the end of the round. Sure. So I pretty much have to go baseball hat. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think also visors. Like you got to go maybe like Keith Mitchell uh, look. Um, you know, Bo Hossler rocks the visor as well. So. So kind of well, the thicker like, visor. There's a, there's a little more meat to it yeah, instead of sort of the thinner one. I think one. you got to go tour visor. Yeah, okay. a high crown tour visor if uh, you're going to go go visor. Yeah, feed into that. You know, a '90s retro look. Uh, okay. Bucket hat. You know, I think you got to. You know, probably a little more casual there. I think you know, uh, I'm going to go with maybe like a brand like Link Sold as more of a kind of laid back beachy you know, surf vibe, maybe a Travis Matthew, something like that, you know, uh, 
untucked polo, maybe, you know. Uh, so again, just just rock it. It's, it's all about the confidence and, and how you wear something. Just own it. I mean, false confidence is really what the game of golf is about anyway. So just bring that to fashion as well, I guess. You have to convince yourself that you're good on the course and that you look great rolling to the first game. Uh, Greg, let's flip the calendar to 2023. What's the fashion trend or trends to get ahead of? You mentioned Argyle. Anything else that you're seeing that's coming up in the spring? So I'm well, I'm looking forward to getting back to the PGA show this year. So that's in January. So nice. I think really going to see like what what's going on with 2023 uh, as we hit that. So love to come back on in the spring and, and chat with you guys about that or after the show, uh, talk about what we saw there and kind of what, what caught our eye. But yeah, I think, you know, to me, it's a little bit more of the same is what we're what we're seeing so i mean still print polos pattern polos are you know uh still still in right now um and again it's like anything goes right now so like you know just throw on your hoodie and you know roll to the course um it's it's almost like that anti-golf wear is golf wear uh fashion statement these days I love that. Yeah. And obviously we would love to have you back on after that show and and talk about what's coming up in the spring. Greg Montefort from golf threads blog. You can find him on on G he's got a website. You've been so generous with your time. We're going to get you out of here on this. It is turn 10 brought to you by Piper golf. You can get bucket hats, visors, and wonderful golf balls. Use promo code turn 10 at checkout to save 10% off. Greg, we're going to rapid fire 10 questions at you. Are you ready? Probably not, but let's do that. They're very easy. This is painless, <laughs> I promise. Number one, Jack or Arnold? Oh, uh, fashion-wise, Arnold. No brainer there, huh? Number two, hole-in-one or lowest round ever? Uh, lowest round ever. Number three, who's the best-dressed golfer on tour? Justin Thomas. Oh, interesting. Who's the worst dressed golfer on tour? Uh, Hideki's bad. Uh, <laughs> he is bad. Those colors <laughs> clash, man. Sure, I can come up with someone else, but he's the first one that pops into my mind. Sure. Look, it, we can make fun of Hideki. He's got a green jacket, so he has the last laugh anyway. Yeah, that's the best thing in his wardrobe, and you can't argue with that. <laughs> Number five, what's the most you've ever paid for a single clothing item? Hmm. Wow, you stumped me there. Wow, like I love golf, it. Golf or non-golf? If you have a non-golf, I'm willing to listen. Yeah, that's tough. Um, single item. I'm going to say probably 200. Oh, okay. That's not so bad. I, I, I have to be honest. When you paused that long, I thought it was going to be in the four figures. I really did. So it's not bad. <laughs> Clothing? Yeah. yeah. I mean, shoes have probably gotten up to maybe, you know, 300 or something. Yeah. Like okay. Two, very yeah. reasonable. All right, we're halfway home. What is your favorite club? Driver. Ooh, we've never had someone so, say driver. I love that. Well, I think it's the easiest to hit. Uh, my favorite I club agree. actually is probably putter. That, that's like my best 
club. So if you look at strokes gains, uh, I'll go with my spider putter as being favorite. I love it. Right Putting now. and driving. Yeah. yeah. Greg, what's the most important putt you've ever made? Uh, I made a putt in a tournament to win. It was a birdie putt uh, to win. Did was, you know it was uh, to win? Like February last year. Wow. Uh, I knew that I had to make it. Wow. Uh, and uh, the other guy had to miss his. So, yeah. So uh, that's probably the most clutch spot. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Number Not eight. That anyone cares about like a little club tournament. But. Oh, no. Hey, look. <laughs> I get it. When you're in those little club tournaments, it's the most important thing that's ever happened in your life, at least at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> Number eight, fade or draw? I want to be draw, but it's a fade. That has been our most common answer. I wish it was a draw, but unfortunately, it's that power cut, power fade. I'm in the same boat. We're all in the same Spending boat. Spending a lot of money with my instructor to make it a draw. <laughs> I know I can get 10 more yards off the tee if I just turned it over. <laughs> Uh, number nine, are breakfast balls ever okay? Not in my group, but uh, overall, I don't really care. <laughs> Whatever like makes answer. you happy. Yeah. yeah, whatever floats your boat, but for me, yeah. no thanks. Yeah, exactly. Last one, how early should someone arrive to the course before their tea time, Greg? Uh, I try and get there 40 minutes before. So do you, are, are you a kind of guy who has to have a range session or do you just want to be comfortable, get some putts, not feel rushed? I used to like just roll out to the first tee. And I would say the last uh, two or three years, the body doesn't cooperate quite as much. So like the, the small bucket is now required. For sure. You got to get the feel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Greg Montefort from Golf threads blog if you're on instagram and you're not following him then you're doing instagram wrong thank you so much for your time we look forward to talking to you after the pga show this winter enjoy your holidays my friend awesome thanks joe always good to talk to you man. i'm lacey evans thanks for listening and we'll see you next time at the turn 